Today's show is brought to you by LaserAway. Adulthood Made Easy listeners can save up to 75% off laser services at LaserAway. Go to laserAway.com slash A-M-E now to schedule your free consultation. This episode is also brought to you by Third Love. Third Love is an exciting new lingerie brand that uses real women's measurements to create better-fitting bras. Try Third Love's best-selling 24-7 t-shirt bra for free for 30 days. Start the Try Before You Buy program now at www.thirdlove.com easy. Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win it real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. I think that college graduations are finally wrapping up. I know Northwestern University is graduating soon. Go Cats. I am incredibly jealous that Seth Meyers is speaking at your graduation. So jealous that I can't even talk about it. But as we welcome the class of 2016 into the real world and into the world of adulthood made easy, I thought that we would talk a little bit more about graduation advice. If you'll remember, last year I had all of my friends in a room to talk about the things that we wish we'd known after graduating. But this year I thought we talk about advice from a few more notable people, celebrities. That's why I've invited Katherine Schwarzenegger to speak with me today. She is an author, activist, and entrepreneur, and the author of I Just Graduated, Now What?, which she wrote at 24 years old. I am 24 years old. And she has two books out. So... Catherine is going to talk to us today not only about the vi- advice that she collected from the book, which ranged from famous people Eva Longoria, John Legend, but she also probably has some awesome advice given that she has a whole lifestyle brand and two books out about how to really be successful after graduation. Now, you guys do not have to write two books, but it's always nice to hear from someone who has. So welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for having me. So Catherine right now, we should say, is on tour. You're on tour right now with TJ Maxx, right? You're going yeah. across the country. Where are we getting yeah. you from today? Uh, today I'm in Atlanta. Well, hello from Atlanta. Thank you. So like I said, you wrote, I just graduated, now what, at 24. Now, usually when people say, now what, after graduating, their first thought isn't to be able to have their you know what together enough to write a book. So how did you answer the question so well? <laughs> well, actually, I, instead of knowing how to answer the question so well, I decided that I, you know, that I looked at my fellow classmates and my friends and saw that they were also having the similar now what crisis. So I decided that going around and using my first year out of college to gather advice from well-known and successful people and then be able to share that was the best use of my time. So I came up with the idea for the book and then pitched the idea and um, started working on the book and then came out with it a year and a half later. So this was sort of how you spent your first year after college, like information gathering and interviewing people. Mm -hmm. That's that's sort of what I did with, I guess we we have a similarity there that I feel like I spent my year after college doing this show and trying to get information. It's kind of fun to do it that way where you're like, I'm just going to sit back and let everyone else (laughs) tell me (laughs) the answers to life and I'll just be here collecting all the answers. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I think, the best. I mean, it was the best thing for me because I got to ask questions and gather information and answers from a bunch of different people who had 
led very different, you know, lives and different paths and um, especially different career paths and, you know, not, didn't necessarily know what they wanted to do when they graduated. So it was uh, it was an interesting experience and to be able to share the answers and the fact that you don't really know what you need to do out of college and that's going to change a million times is a very comforting thing for me to discover. So that's something that I've heard from a lot of guests on this show is that it's okay to not not have your 25-year plan ready and laid out in front of you. But what it's were okay some— It's okay to not even have your year plan laid out in front of you. <laughs> that's true. I don't really—I don't even have concrete plans for this weekend, so yeah, it's totally exactly. fine. But what are some of, like, other overarching themes that you found when talking to all these different types of people that you found were really, really valuable for your own experience and things that you probably passed on to friends? Um, I think the biggest thing is just the fact that you don't have to have it all figured out when you graduate college. You know, you enter the real world and you think that you just spent the four, the previous four years in school getting to learn about, you know, and prepare for life after college. And I felt that it, I was not prepared at all. I think like in college, they should offer you life classes. I totally you know, like agree. About how to how to apply for a job, how to do a job interview, how to balance your checkbook, how to rent an apartment, like all the different things that we need to to know coming out of college, we don't really learn. So it's a lot of making it up as you go along or asking people for advice. And I think that that's like a very scary experience for a lot of people and very like daunting and intimidating. And for me, I didn't feel like I knew exactly what I wanted to do career-wise after college. And most of the people that I interviewed and talked to also didn't know what exactly they wanted to do. So it was comforting knowing that, you know, someone like Eva Longoria or John Legend or, you know, Blake Mykoski, all the different people who you look at now and see that are so successful, didn't know what they wanted to do out of college. And what they thought that they were going to do out of college had changed a million times over before they got to where they are today. So I just, I mainly just tell people that you're in a boat of a million different people who don't know what they want to do and that that's totally okay. But the most important thing is to be able to go out and try and, you know, try different things, try different jobs, see what you like and see what you don't like, and then something will eventually click. Normally, I'm all about warm weather and summer and going to the beach and being outside, but I will say a major downside of the warm weather is that you actually really have to pay attention to shaving your legs. And I am the type of person who really doesn't like spending all that extra time shaving your legs, all the extra money on getting new razors, all the extra money on Band-Aids for when you cut yourself around the ankle. And did you know that it's ranked as the most hated beauty ritual? Well, good thing our friends at LaserWay have us and our bodies covered. As the nation's top laser hair removal and aesthetic experts, LaserWay offers the most advanced cutting-edge technology to offer dramatic, permanent results in just a few treatments. LaserWay's treatments are non-invasive, fast, permanent, and can treat all skin tones, leaving you hair-free, care-free, and ready for that beach getaway. Shave time, not your legs. Get up to 75% off laser services and schedule your free consultation today by going to laserway.com slash A-M-E. That's laserway.com slash A-M-E. Do you feel like there was any, I mean, you have a lot of eyes on you, obviously, because you're, you've become pretty well known. You already had a book out at this time. Um, obviously, people are pretty familiar with your parents. But did you feel like the pressure of like needing a plan and needing some kind of forecast for your future was a little more acute because you had, you know, more people kind of looking to see what you were going to do? No, I mean, I think everybody feels like an equal amount of pressure. I don't think it was just me because of the family that I came from. I think that 
you know, everybody feels a huge amount of pressure from their friends and family to have their act together when they graduate college. And I felt that, you know, a huge amount. And, um, you know, I had very supportive friends and family who were like, it's okay that you don't have it figured out as long as you just do something and work hard. So it wasn't necessarily that I felt pressure from other people. I felt more pressure from myself to have it figured out more than anything. Like we said, you've talked to you talked to a bunch of people. Who was your favorite person that you got to speak with for the book? Well, I mean, every single person that I interviewed, everybody's stories were amazing and really incredible and really interesting. But I think probably the person's story that I thought was the most interesting was John Legends, just because he had a passion throughout all the different things that he did and never let his passion for music go, even though he had, you know, a bunch of different careers before doing what he does now. And, you know, I think no matter who you talk to and who I talk to for this book, they all graduated college doing something different than what they're doing now and what they're known for in the success category. So that is, that's like, that was a really big relief for me to hear because I think, you know, our parents' generations, you had to have your life figured out when you graduated college. And then, you know, whatever career you went into when you graduated was the career that you stayed in for the next, you know, 20 years of your life. And now you can graduate college and go into a career and have like eight different jobs by the time you're 30 and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's really exciting. I think it's confusing because there are so many different options, but it's exciting to know that you can do so many different things for our generation now. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned a bunch of things that obviously we all wish we had learned in college. I'm sure everyone who's listening is like, yes, I wish someone had taught me how to do a budget. I wish someone had taught me how to find a first apartment. I wish someone had taught me how to find that first job. And, you know, a lot of the people you talked to, like you said, talked about their first jobs and their first job hunt. What was the most important takeaway that you got from from talking to everyone and from your own experience about how to successfully land a first job that, like you said, might not be your go-to career, but will be valuable and a good stepping stone and, you know, that you can feel good about? I think just to try. I mean, I think the the place that you get stuck is when you don't go out and try. Every single person just said, go out, try, try to get a job doing, you know, something that you never thought that you would like to do before or get a job doing something that you're passionate about. And hopefully that works out. But I think the most important thing to do when you graduate college and don't really know what you're going to do is to just try to do something. Because I think where a lot of people get stuck is, you know, sitting at home and dwelling on the fact that they don't know what they're going to do. And then, you know, they get stuck in a rut and nothing ever really happens. But as long as you're out trying and being proactive and working hard, then you'll be able to get to where you want to go and where you're supposed to be eventually. Well, speaking of putting yourself out there and trying and applying for jobs, what did what did what did you learn about rejection from your time interviewing everyone? How did what's the best way that you understood from all of these people who clearly made it? How do they deal with rejection? And how do you deal um, with rejection? I, mean, I think what I've learned about rejection, um, and I, there have been plenty of times that, that I have experienced rejection. I've, I asked plenty of people to be a part of that book that declined my, my interest in them. So I've definitely experienced those things. Um, and the people that I've interviewed have also experienced plenty of rejection. And I think for me, obviously, this is easier said than done, but just knowing that everything happens for a reason is the most important thing to keep in mind. So if you don't get the job that you really wanted, or if you don't, you know, land something that you thought you had your heart on, I I think the most important thing to know is that there's like a a bigger and better plan for you. Um, And I think that also that belief comes from having faith. So I think being able to look at the world, like as long as you're trying hard and putting yourself out there and, and working hard towards something, 
that, you know, what's supposed to happen will happen, what's meant to be will be, but don't get, you know, discouraged or let down because you didn't land a job that you had your heart on. There's always something better and bigger around the corner. Absolutely. I mean, that's great advice. And I've, my thing was, has always been whatever's going on that's bad. If you're feeling bad about your rejection or you feel like you just keep hitting a, a wall, something else will come up that makes you feel good or something else will happen that's, excite, that's exciting. So to remember things are temporary and especially right when you graduate, life moves really fast and you can't dwell on rejection or things that are difficult. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's like your perspective on things also, you know, that helps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I am not a fan of bra shopping. In fact, I think I've had most of my current bras for quite a few years because once I find one that fits well, I just go with it. No matter how stretched out it gets, no matter how faded it gets, no matter how many of the little strings are pulled and coming out, I just don't like trying to find a new bra. But then I found Third Love. And Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra is amazingly comfortable. It's super smoothing and invisible under every outfit. And I'm someone who's always getting to work and realizing that you can see bra lines. Not always, but sometimes. And the cups are made out of memory foam, so it molds to your shape and truly gives you the perfect fit. Now, Third Love sent me a bra and I put it on and was amazed that it actually fit me perfectly. And all they did was ask me for my size and measurements and had an online fitter talk to me about what would make a good fitting bra. And the bra they sent, it was like magical. It was like Cinderella slipper type of it just went on. It fit. It fit under T-shirts. I was pretty happy. Third Love stands behind its 24-7 t-shirt bra so much that they're willing to let you try it for free for 30 days. Just go to thirdlove.com slash easy. All you have to do is pay for shipping and you can take the tags off, you can wear it, and you can wash it so you're really trying it out. If you love it, you keep it and they charge your card. And if you don't, you send it back for free and then they don't charge your card. If you don't know your size, it's not a problem. An online fit specialist will help you find your perfect fit. Go to thirdlove.com slash easy to get started. So something else we always talk about is, you know, you graduate and you feel like you don't know how to do any, any of these things. So when people call you an adult, you kind of feel like you're faking it. And I'm curious, like when you graduated, how long did it take before you really felt like an adult? And I'm thinking if I had a book published and was interviewing all these notable people and had another book on the way, I would feel very grown up. But I'm curious, like what was your aha moment that you really felt like you you were in the real world and you were an adult? Gosh, I think that, you know, I still have times where I don't feel like an adult. Like I, when I'm around my family, I don't necessarily feel like I'm an adult, even though I'm the oldest. I think I've always kind of had an adult mindset because I'm the oldest in my family. So I've always had to be more mature and like the one with more responsibility. But there are still times where, you know, even at 26, you still want, you know, to be treated like a kid. You know, you want your mom or you want your siblings to pay attention to you or, you know, you want advice or, you know, I think everybody goes through those times. But I think when I graduated college, that was like a real shock for me because it felt for the first time that I didn't know what I was going to do and I didn't have a plan set for myself. So that was probably the most shocking moment. But I think for the first time I felt like I was really an adult was when I got my dog because that felt like (laughs) a really big like life adult role. You have to take care of something else. That is really, that's a big thing. Yeah, and it was just such a big responsibility. Like, it didn't matter for me that I had done two books. Those weren't the things that made me feel like an adult as much as having the responsibility and to take care of something that wasn't me. 
uh, which I <laughs> highly recommend everybody to do before doing anything in life is to like get an animal or pet that you have to take care of because it's such a big responsibility. Totally. Yeah. So you spend a year interviewing people, a year and a half, like you said, getting this book out called I Just Graduated, Now What? But I imagine then the question that follows is, I just published this book, now what? So how did you decide then what, right? Like how did you just, if this was kind of what you did to answer that initial question and quell your anxiety around graduation, then how did you decide what your next steps were going to be? Well, it was funny because when I was on tour for my book, everybody was asking me like, so what are you going to do now? And I'm like, this tour is lasting me for like the next six months. So everybody just needs to relax. I think there's just so much pressure put on everybody to have everything figured out all the time. And that's so stressful and so anxiety causing. And I'm just such a big believer in working hard and doing what you love, but making sure that you're a hard worker and that, you know, you go after certain opportunities. You don't always get exactly what you want, but you know, that life has, there's a big plan for you. So as long as you work hard, everything is going to, you know, happen. For me, you know, when I came out with this book a couple years ago, did I think that I was going to be on tour right now with TJ Maxx? Absolutely not. But I think it's the things that, you know, it's your attitude and making sure that you take advantage of every single thing that comes your way and you work really hard so you can get to do opportunities like I'm doing now. So I get to travel around the country to 16 different cities and interview, you know, hundreds of women about their life stories and what inspires them and and just, you know, be able to listen to women that I never would have been able to meet before and be able to interact with them and learn from them and be inspired by them. So I think that it's, it just shows you that everything happens for a reason and everything is leading to something great and big and awesome. And if you have that mindset, you know, doing doing jobs along the way and working really hard and paying attention to that it'll eventually lead to something amazing. And you also have a really big, I mean, you've kind of cultivated this lifestyle brand and you also have a really big social social media presence. How has social media both made your, you know, the path that you've gotten to now easier and then how has it made it more difficult? I mean, I think social media is an amazing thing. It's an amazing tool. Um, we've been using it a lot on this tour just to share with people what we're doing and to share people's stories and women's stories that I've met along the way. I think that it's social media is a great thing when you use it for something good or for to keep people up to date on what you're doing with your life, what you are passionate about, what you believe in. That I think it's it's really great for. I think it can be used obviously for negative things as well. But I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things that you have to look at the positive parts of it and the fact that people have made their careers so successful and such big deals because they're able to use social media and promote things that they're passionate about and that they want other people to know about. And it gives you a voice, which I think is so amazing. And, you know, especially when you have a social media presence and people are listening to you or paying attention to you, being able to use your voice for good is really important, which is why, you know, along the road, I've been very, it's been important to me to be able to share these women's stories because I want people to know and to get inspired by everyday women that we meet and interview in the TJ Maxx stores. So I just think it depends how you how you use social media and what you use social media for. I just feel like it, like you were saying earlier, people get stuck in a rut. I feel like social media is the cause of that rut. And sometimes it can be hard to think that everything happens for a reason or that, you know, there's you don't have to have a plan when it feels like everyone around you has a plan because they're posting well, about it. Glamorizes it. Your, it glamorizes people's lives. So it doesn't like it's like Facebook. I mean, it's all showing it's showing everybody like the glamorous, pretty parts of life and not the 
hard struggles of life, which I think it's really important for people to know. And something that I'm, you know, very vocal about is the fact that like, you know, life isn't always pretty and perfect. You know, I struggle, I have bad days and I'm human. And I think that we don't, we as people don't talk about that enough and everybody is on the road of life and everybody's on a journey and everybody struggles, but it's your mindset and how you deal with things and how you pick yourself up after that's what's most important. Well, what was your, what was the biggest thing that you struggled with after graduation, other than figuring out what you were going to do next? What was like one of the big things that you really wish that you'd had some sort of roadmap for? I just wish someone had told me that it doesn't, that what you do out of college doesn't determine what you're going to do for the rest of your life. That's true. I think that was like the most, the most valuable thing because I felt so much pressure to like know exactly what I was going to do and that being a determining factor for the rest of my life. And it's just, it's not. What did you major in in college? I majored in communications and minored in gender studies. Okay. So communications, at least that's sort of been a good stepping stone for you. Some people, I feel like they say like, I I majored in communications and now I train dolphins and you really see a disconnect. (laughs) I just felt like when I was in college, I didn't know what I was going to do. And gender studies was interesting to me. So I did that as my minor, but I felt I had always been interested in, you know, communicating with people and the whole study of communications in general. And, and I thought that learning about that was going to be a valuable thing that I could take with me no matter what I would do professionally. And a lot of the classes were very relevant to what was going on at the time. So I enjoyed that part of it and being able to like apply things that I was experiencing in life to what was going on in my classroom. So for me, that was was really important and really interesting. If you could go back to college, what's one class you wish you would have taken? I wish I would have taken more psychology classes just because I feel like that's really interesting and important, especially when you're dealing with new and different people. And I think that the way the mind works is so interesting and the way people work and what makes people tick is really interesting to me. So I think if I had learned more about like human behavior, I think that that, but again, I think that that's like a life class that everybody should Mm -hmm. really take. And, you know, all these, you're reading all these stories about all the most inspiring speeches from or inspiring quotes from commencement speeches because the class of 2016 has some really wonderful speakers this year. Um, I'm sure you heard Sheryl Sandberg's speech. Like I said, Seth Meyers, I'm sure, will inspire the Northwestern class of 2016. I'm very jealous. What is the most inspiring quote or piece of advice that you took from this book that you think everyone, like a concrete piece of advice that everyone can kind of repeat in their heads all the time? You know, for me, when I graduated high school, my dad was my commencement speaker. And when I graduated college, my mom was my commencement speaker. So (laughs) I was able to get a lot of really great advice from both of my parents. And I really admire them and look up to both of them. So for me, my mom and my dad just said to me, like, you know, that hard work is really important in our family and a really and it was really important for, for both of my parents to, you know, let me know that after college, you know, and even throughout college, that hard work was just a really important thing for me to do all the time and to follow your heart and follow your passion. So whatever you're passionate about, be able to do that and, and, uh, and, you know, just to be able to work hard at that. And they both told me, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out when you graduate, you do have to work and you do have to get a job and do something, but you, you don't have to have your life mapped out for you. And that for me was like, it was a really big relief to hear. And even though they were my parents telling it to me, 
it was great to be able to focus on this book and then be able to interview all these people who said the exact same thing that my parents said. So it set in for me even more when I, when I would interview all these people because I was like, okay, it's not just my parents saying it to me. It's really a reality and really a, a fact is that, you know, you don't have to have everything figured out. Like you're 22 or 23, for God's sake, you don't have to have, you know, everything figured out for yourself right away. Do you feel like you have things a little more figured out now? I think that, you know, I'm a totally different person than I was when I graduated college, but in a great way. And I was great when I graduated college, but I'm even better today. So I think that, you know, all these exciting things come as you live life. And that's, I think, what's the most important thing for people who are graduating college to know is like the best is yet to come. Absolutely. So I think we can say that confidently, the two of us, to the class of 2016. Congratulations. And the best is yet to come, everybody. Exactly. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't need a map. That's all you need to know. You need Google Maps on your phone, but at no other maps necessary. Exactly. That's it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Catherine. And I just graduated Now What by Catherine Schwarzenegger makes a great graduation gift for all of the college grads in your life, a treat for yourself. Uh, Has a lot of awesome advice from probably some people that you really look up to. Serena Williams, one of my favorite people, is in there. Like we said, John Legend, Eve Longoria, and many more. Um, so thank you so much, Catherine. I know you're incredibly busy. So glad we could get the chance to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Kristen Meinzer, and our editor, Tim Einenkel. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and review in iTunes. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.